The information discussed on this show is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All content is for general informational purposes only. It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins Guys Guys Radio. We're here to inform you, inspire you, empower you, and get you to think, feel, and who knows, maybe even act by virtue of the journeys, stories, experiences, and insights of the guests I bring you each and every week to the show. And once again, this week is no exception. Today, we're going to talk about house healing and also dowsing. Now, let me give you some context for that. Our special guest is a gentleman by the name of Tim Walter. He's coming to us via the UK, and he was a video producer, and now he heals homes. What happened to him was a, a, a spirit, a ghost, if you will, contacted him and his wife when they moved into a home after they moved out of the city of London and became a friendly entity to their family and stayed with them for many years. And Tim learned how to communicate with it, also find energy vortexes and energy centers in his home and decided to change careers and has become a house healer where he and his team go to people's homes and see if there's any energetic problems. I'm sure you may have uh, experienced situations where you know there's a there's a room that you don't feel comfortable going into or maybe uh you know a pillow that you sleep on you don't really have good dreams when you use it and there's uh, energy gets collected in different places and tim and his team they will come into your home and kind of check it out and then fix it up uh, using energy and one of the ways he does that and performs his work is through the use of dowsing now, dowsing is really, uh, it's done in a number of different ways, but one of the ways is you have a little chain, and on the end of the chain is a pendant. You might have seen people use those, and they swings back and forth, or around clockwise, counterclockwise, and you can ask questions of it. And in fact, your guy's guy right here, I've been dowsing for about three years now, daily. I learned it from one of my guests. His name is Raymond Grace, and he's one of the world's foremost dowsing experts, so I got myself a little chain and a pendulum. And I also I had another guest on, Laura Cielo from San Diego, who also does dowsing, and she gave me some tips also. So basically what you do is you purchase a chain with a pendant on it, and you start to train it. So you can talk to it. You say, okay, show me yes, show me no, and then go counterclockwise, clockwise. And you don't swing it around. You just hold it in front of you, and it'll start to do some work. Now, I found that when I began dowsing, I had to give the direction, ask the questions to the pendulum, then put it away and take it out the next day and do it again because I found that it was kind of playing with me. It wasn't giving me accurate, consistent information in terms of what meant yes and what meant no. And eventually, after a couple of days, I got it down and made sure I cleared out any negative or potential kind of uh, entities that were kind of messing around with me, if you will, having some fun. 
and I began using it. And the way I use it, and we'll get into this in my interview, is that I'll ask a question after I do my kind of dowsing practice, and I ask, what would be the result of? I did it for my move. I've done it for a lot of other things, working with different people. And if I get a clockwise response, that to me means that's a positive. And if it's a strong counterclockwise, that's usually a negative. So what I do is each morning I do one of two methodologies. One methodology is I I go through a process where I ask the pendulum to move in a counterclockwise direction. And I clear out all the things I want to get out of my body, out of my life, whatever. Release, release, release. And then I stop it by just saying, I hold it over my palm and I ask it to settle and stop. And when it does that, I'll ask it to start going in a clockwise direction. Here's where I bring in all the positive energy for me. Now, it's not for everybody. And not everybody believes in it, but I have found it to be very helpful for me. And it's a, it's a nice practice. And I've also found that one of the ways I use it is I will hold it over my, my wife actually taught me this and you hold it over your palm and then you start to work with the pendulum vertically. Then after a while you have it stop, then go horizontally and then have it stop and then have it go out and trace. You keep your palm open and hold it over your palm and it goes, you say thumb and it'll go up back and forth over the thumb and you do it through each of your five fingers. You settle it, you go back, do it the other way and then go ahead and do vertical, do horizontal, do positive, do negative. And I find that practice, it becomes easier and easier to work with the pendulum that way. And it's also helping me with my intuition, my third eye, if you will. So it's a really cool practice. And we're going to get into all of that with our special guest, Tim Walter, because he actually changed his career based on his experience with dowsing. Now, there's other ways you can douse. You can use like a stick that has two prongs on it that you've probably seen people on the beach using that, or they have sometimes that metal one where it's a rod and then there's a a pan. And I think that uses electricity. And then there's another way of using rods. And this is what Tim does. He holds these two rods and they're basically kind of L-shaped. And you hold them out and you ask questions and uh, it it brings you to different areas in your home or wherever there's some energy issues and they'll cross. But Tim's an expert on this. He's going to get into all of that with us here on Guys Guys Radio today. So I hope you'll enjoy the show. I hope you'll hang in there and we'll get some really interesting stories and information from Tim because he actually had an entity who entered his home and telepathically communicated with him and wanted to kind of hang out with his family for a number of years. And that's what happened. So let's get to that interview with my special guest, Tim Walter, right now. It's Guy's Guy Radio. Okay, Guys Guys Radio, the interview portion of our program, and today we're going to talk about dowsing, and we're going to talk about kind of spirituality in a sense, because dowsing taps into the the new spirituality that we're all going through, and it's not, I put the word in quotes, it's not all woo-woo, it's about really doing what we can to live our best lives and to get new information out there. And as you know, what we do on Guys Guys Radio, we introduce new lines of thinking, new ideas. And I have found from talking with so many guests that a lot of them know each other. A lot of them are saying similar things, sharing similar messages, but using a different point of reference. And I have had the 
blessing as well as my audience, everybody out there, that we get to hear everybody. And it's really amazing. So I've got a great guest today. His name is Tim Walter. Let me tell you a little bit about him. For 30 years, he worked in corporate life, as I did, 30 years. He was a video writer, director, producer. And then in uh, the early 2000s, his interest in corporate world and corporate life started to wane because he moved into a house and discovered that there was a ghost there. Now, fortunately, the personality of the ghost was friendly and caring for the family. So uh, this ghost introduced him to the concept of earth energy, which eventually led him to establish a network of international house healers. These are highly sensitive people who help others by communicating with the overseeing of the subtle energy fields in our homes and sometimes under our homes. Once aligned with the simple ancient process of focused intention and positive heart response, resonance rather, we can ride the waves of great change. The process may considered maybe considered reality engineering, it is a spiritual pursuit that seeks to harmonize the seemingly external world through inner practices. And a lot of it relates to underground water systems. And that's why dowsing is important because that you may have seen folks on the beach dowsing, going around trying to find watches or whatever buried in the sand, or people out in the wilderness trying to find water sources. So welcome to Guys Guys Radio, Tim Walter coming to us from the UK. Thank you very much. That's great. It's a, a comprehensive introduction, I think, there. And but, but the key thing is dowsing. Yeah, absolutely. Let's keep it simple because dowsing is a really lovely and simple way to access a heck of a lot of information that you can gain through your intuition. Let's start right there then. I had mentioned to Tim before we got on the air, and for those who are watching on YouTube and Rumble, I'm holding up my pendulum, and I use this every day. What I do is sometimes I'll just work with it and I hold it over my hand and I tell it to stop and then I'll tell it to go vertically or horizontally for about a minute or two each way. And then I let it go to each, I say, thumb and it goes to my thumb, which is doing right now. And I do that for a while. And this, uh, and I go through each finger and I go back and that it seems to enhance my practice. And supposedly it helps you open up your third eye. The other thing I do is I go around, uh, I eliminate things through intention. See, it's already going in a counterclockwise direction. And then when I want to bring in divine white light, it'll start to go the other way. And here it is. For those who are watching, they can see it. Tim can see it. But trust me, it's going in a clockwise direction. So that's how I douse. There are various forms. So talk to us, Tim, about what is dowsing. And what are some of the different ways that you douse and people can douse to improve their lives? Yeah, I mean, dowsing is um, from a, let's start from the cynical point of view. Let's go over there, deal with that, and then kind of move along to uh, ignoring all the cynicism because it's one of those things that's really contentious. And um, when I first started putting videos up on YouTube about dowsing, I was frankly terrified about the amount of trolling I was going to get and the, the, the sort of comments of nonsense you're doing. And uh, to be honest, to start with, yeah, there were a fair few of those. Dowsing is considered by many to be complete hokum. It's not because what's really interesting about it is that actually it is, yeah, a spiritual, it can be a spiritual process where you're working with those subtle energies and bringing them through, but they come through the subconscious. And the mechanism of dowsing actually is working. Oh, I've got a little dowsing rod there. It, it, the mechanism of dowsing works because of the minute muscular reactions that occur. And if you 
as as just now, as witnessed by your um, dousing with your pendulum, you know, the arm is moving slightly, the hand is moving slightly, and that's okay. That's what it's about, because what you're doing is actually working with the sub subconscious energy of the process. You're not consciously aware of what your body is doing, and therefore what the, the device is doing. So there's a word that the that is used in the cynical circle about dowsing. They say it's, it's idiomotor effect. It's idiomotor effect. It's subconscious. Your body's doing it. And I say, yeah, it is. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. That's the point. Because half of the time, the information that we're picking up is, um, is, is simply intuited. It is, it is not factual. I mean, dowsing itself is described as a way of finding hidden information or a, a manner with which, you know, to find hidden things, which, as you say, people use it on the beach to find coins and all the rest of it. And metal detectorists love it because it helps narrow the, narrow the field of view and then they get really focused with their device, you know, so that's great. Right. It's been used in mining. It's been used in uh, police work. It's been used in anti-terrorist work for sure. You can use dowsing for so many things. And what it's doing is saying, you as a human being are not restricted to your physical form. You as a human being can access information that is out there in the field. And we would use the term the quantum field. And that is what we're doing when we're dowsing. It's a I'm convinced it's a quantum process. It allows us to access that non-physical side of ourselves. And it can take you, it's a, it's a brilliant doorway for anybody that's interested in just sort of asking the question, what's life all about? If, if you just pick up a little bit of wire or soldering rod and bend it into the right angle, as you know, typically like this, and simply ask your first dousing question, which is, am I standing up? And you'll get a, a response that is either like that is falling away, that's a no for my response, and it would go this way for a yes, which is a yes. Simply getting a response from the rod to start with. And then what you can do, which is really exciting when you actually get to the, to the, the, the stage of trusting your dousing responses, what you can do is actually look for and ask the universe to be shown the most positive earth energy center in your home and you will be guided if you if you're holding a rod in a living room or a sitting room or an office or something like that in your home you can just follow the rod and it'll take you to a spot and if you've got two rods with you they'll cross at a certain place um, and that will be the most positive beneficial earth energy power center in the home now what that does and I'll, I'll i'll stop in a second and let you ask a question but what that does that earth energy power center is is important because it's what we would consider to be the hara of the home it's the the focus it's like a chakra point on the body and if you were to meditate at that spot then it actually enables the meditation to be more flowing it, it you it, it's like the if we want to use the term the veil is thinner at that point and it enables us to get into a, an altered state of consciousness quicker more easily more more securely if you like and so this is why 
um, it's a very, very simple thing to do, and it's a lovely door opener. And as soon as you can achieve that and experience that, it really opens a whole raft of questions that you can then start to ask about the nature of life, the universe, and absolutely everything. Which, which I have, so let's get to it. Let's get more. <laughs> Tim Walter, my very special guest. We're talking about dowsing, and we're so into it. When I use, one of the things, uh, and we'll have a conversation here, one of the things I do when I douse, I will ask questions, and I would I would phrase it as, and I learned this by a gentleman named uh, Raymond Grace. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but he lives in, uh, I don't know, West Virginia or someplace like that out in the woods, and he's uh, well known for his dowsing. What he taught me about the pendulum, as well as a woman here in the San Diego area, Laura Cielo, in terms of first, how to train the pendulum, if you're going to use that, and that would be give me a yes, give me a no. And then I, I did that. And then I did it again a separate time to make sure that nothing was messing with me, like some malevolent uh, energies. And I asked for divine gods or spirits, a uh, white light of protection while I do this and make sure my keeper, if you believe in all of that, was there. So I make sure I get the right information. Then what I did would be asking questions like after going through my practice about my intention of eliminating certain things, bringing in certain things. I would then, if I had a specific question, like, should I work with this person? I ask, what would be the result of my working with this person or moving to this area? And if I get clockwise, which had been determined to be the positive response, I would follow it there. And if it was negative, it would go the other way. And that's been pretty darn accurate, I've got to say. So my first question is, are these methodologies familiar to you, Tim, and you want to expand on that? And also, when you're talking about rods, could you describe them to people and how do you pick out a rod? Okay. So you described a method, uh, a methodology that is quite common to, uh, to, to follow to be, when, when you're learning, to be taught it. And that is one where you are, um, let me just get my pendulum which is uh, just out of reach so tim's oh, reaching for it so you don't just use the you don't just use the rods then you do you use also no the, uh, okay yeah i also use a pendulum okay so and um, when i'm using a pendulum i tend to use it on a very short chain so that it actually responds quickly so that i because I'm, I'm very impatient and i mm -hmm. if i'm standing around sitting around doing this i'd, I'd drives me nuts. I want to get an instant reaction. So I use a very short chain. That's really for, for the house healing work that I do. What I was saying about learning was that, yeah, there's a very, um, a very strong school of thought. And there's a lot of dowsing instructors that will say, yes, you, you must, you must program your pendulum, you must tell it to get to that uh, a clockwise rotation. This is yes. And, you know, equally, you would go, uh, so we'd go with the anti-clockwise for a no. Now, that's and that's brilliant. That's a great way of doing it. What that means is that you're putting your intention into the process and you're you're becoming the master um, and in control. The other way of doing it, which is which is actually the way that I tend to do it, is to is to simply suggest that people relax into it and recognize the the the, the thing has a um, uh, the thing being connected to the universe has a mind of its own and will will behave as it wishes to. Now, 
obviously the important thing is that you're getting consistent yes or no so you don't what you don't want is you don't right. want your pendulum sometimes deciding that that, that anti-clockwise is a yes well and sometimes it's a <laughs> clockwise is a yes. Right. I mean, that's that's a recipe for absolute <laughs> chaos so you have to be, you have to make sure it's consistent but i tend to just uh when introducing people to dowsing just to help allow them to kind of just flow with whatever their instrument is doing um, and wants to do and and get them to actually really regard it as uh, almost like a, a, a living being like a, almost like a pet it's like it's part of you it's a loved thing um, and one of the things actually with a pendulum when you get it first of all is to actually clear it with intention before you even start to use it just literally ask upstairs to to clear it visualize something like a white light or a, or a net of light and love and that sort of thing but clear it take away all of the, the trials and tribulations i mean it's a lump of earth a lump of rock that's been drilled out polished rattled around sent through the post you know it's had a heck of a journey to get to you so um give it a bit of love to start with um and then grow to with it and love it and treat it like a, uh, a conscious thing of itself. That I think is incredibly important because one of the things, having been recently certified in Ho'oponopono, what mm. I tend to do is recognize more and more the divinity in anything, everything. Mm. My vehicle, I got it back from the dealership. It had some, uh, from a repair shop, it had some work on it. I made sure I told it, thank you. I sent the right vibration. When I'm traveling on the road, I will ho'oponopono the road because and get yeah. see, see if I can feel how the road feels. I know it sounds crazy, but when you start to do this, over time, it becomes a natural thing. So I just, when you were mentioning that, I just ho'oponoponoed my pendulum to let it know that I was appreciative of all the hard work, what it's been through. So forgive me for interrupting, but I think that's an important uh, aspect of all of the things that we do is that we have to recognize uh, the, the divinity in everything, not just people, yeah, not just nature, yeah. but everything, the pencil, your computer, whatever, and send mm. you, send it the right vibrations. Because it's, a quant it's yeah, in the uh, quantum field. It is exactly that, exactly that. It is actually the structure of reality. So it is that, that absolute uh, experience that, that we have. So uh, it is really, you know, we, we are living as sacred beings in a way without getting too pompous about it. And, the, and part of the key is actually not to get too po-faced about it and to be too serious and rigid about it all. It's actually, uh, you know, I, I had a mentor for some seven years, Hamish Miller, his name was, maybe talk about him shortly, but he always said, there's a lot of humor in the universe. The universe is full of humor and it wants us to enjoy being and being, uh, you know, experiencing it and experiencing being alive in this, in this realm, right? We, we as human beings, I've got slightly sidetracked off dousing here, but we'll come back to that in a sec. We as human beings are fantastic at really getting in the way of the flow right our connection all we have to do when we get born and to be alive is to actually just relax into it have fun enjoy ourselves love those that we're with directly with and build those relationships in joy we don't god do we not we just put so much crap in the way to actually make it so difficult we get you know we get burdened down by the guilt of what we're brought up with 
we get burdened down with the guilt of our parents or whatever it is, you know. And there's all these layers that get built on us and stop us from just simply being. And then we find spirituality and we go, oh, look at this, it's amazing. Well, yeah, it is amazing, but it's the most simple and easy thing to relax into mm -hmm. and well, allow. I think what you're saying is, and correct me if I'm wrong, Tim, and Tim Walter, my special guest on Guys Guys Radio, is that we, we have all this data, all this memory that gets in the way of everything. And if we can clear the memories out of our predetermined uh, reaction to everything, then we can let the, the universe, if you will, for lack of a better term, the universal energy flow through us and direct our lives in a way that will be very beneficial to us. But we keep bringing, getting all this data in the way. And that's why in the practice of Ho'oponopono, it's about eliminating the, always cleaning, 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 cleaning. And I yeah. think it has a lot of resonance with, with what we're talking about today. Tim, let me, let me, let's take a step back for a second because people out there are probably saying, well, what, what's, what's with the house and the ghost? So how did this all begin for you? How did the ghost come yeah. to you? What type of communication? And how did you know it was a uh, benevolent? Yeah. Okay. So in 1998, um, my wife and I decided we would move house. We were living in the, in the busy, busy Southeast of England. We were sort of right on the edge of the suburban sprawl of London. I was well, you know, working in the corporate world, as we said, um, getting completely stressed. Living in the southeast, which was really crowded, so getting anywhere on the roads was painful because of the amount of traffic. So I was kind of heading for what I felt was like I'm going to just my I'm, I'm going to explode. Um, so we said, right, let's let's clear out of here and go somewhere quieter, more rural. And that's what we did. We went over to the Welsh borders, which is the other side of the country. Now. Uh, we bought a house in uh, a village, but the house itself was, um, it was magnificent, but it was right on a main road. So it wasn't like a rural idyll, right? It was quite a busy kind of frontage, but it was a gorgeous, big Georgian townhouse. But the people that were living in it at the time, they were, um, they'd, they'd been doing it up. It, it was a project. Um, and they got halfway through it and, and kind of they'd had to sell. So when we moved in, it was a half done house, right? So there was quite a lot of work to do on it. And part of the house was kind of like a dog leg a building out the back of it. Um, and that had been used as a storeroom by the previous owners. And it had also been completely so neglected that not only did it not have any natural daylight coming into it but it also had the overflows from the three toilets in the house were directed into this space which is in the house right so this this space was dark it was neglected the, the local neighborhood cats would come and crap in the corner it was horrible but also as i later discovered um some members of my family, like my mother-in-law, for example, simply refused to go into that room because she said, I'm not going in there. I'm just not going in there because it felt so horrible to her. I just thought it was not decorated and, and a bit crappy. She felt a bit more. So what happened was that as we lived there for, <clears throat> we, we probably lived there for maybe 18 months, two years perhaps, and, and things, they were what you would really consider to be actually quite normal things, but 
things like flickering light bulbs they were you know they would go through sessions of flickering and then you think oh, what's going on there tv would go on turn off turn on again um i mean again we had cd players there was a, a, a the cd player would turn off turn on again i would be using tools to be decorating like a hammer i'd put a hammer down turn around turn back again it had basically vanished it was that sort of thing where you got vanishing implements or things just disappearing like keys that you think well what's going on here but none of this was enough to think okay there's something really odd going on this is just in interference this was just annoyance and given that we weren't spiritual in any way at that stage we didn't even think about oh ghosts and weird stuff it was just like what the chuff's going on we're gonna have to get an electrician in to look at the lights and you know we sent the tv off to get it repaired and the repair guy was like what the hell have you done to this tv you know you think well we haven't done anything but <clears throat> blah now, also adding to that, what was happening in my reality was that I was was starting to see dark shapes in the, my peripheral vision. So I'd be walking around the house and there would be like, whoa, something went by. But it was so brief and glimp, you know, so uh, ephemeral that I would just think, oh, I just imagined that again, you know. Didn't even occur to me to, to sort of go to a GP or a doctor and think, well, get me eyes checked. It was just like, oh, I don't know what that was, but it doesn't matter. And then one day I was in the kitchen and I put my hand out to pick up a cup of tea, just put my hand out to pick it up. And and here, right alongside my hand, uh, arm and hand, was another arm and hand mimicking my action. And it appeared, I saw it, it was out here. It wasn't in my inner vision. It was out here next to mine. Briefly, it was like for a beat and gone, and then gone. And I froze and thought, oh, what's that? What is that? That, what is that? Um, again, I went instantly to my imagination. So, okay, my imagination, fine. We were getting some work done on the house and the builders had come in to give, some builders had come in to give us a quote. And this, this old guy, this builder, he basically said, Tim, this is a lovely house, but I think you need to get it spiritually cleared. And it's like, that was the first time I'd ever heard this phrase, spiritual clearing. And it came from a builder. And it was like, this is, you know, this was the most unlikely person to be talking about spiritual clearing that you could imagine. So basically, he said, actually, I know exactly who you need because my wife does this sort of thing. And so therefore, on a Sunday, we had his wife and a couple of her friends. So three ladies turned up as and I say every time I recount this story, it was like the three witches of Macbeth coming in to, to speak. It's like this wonderful entrance of these three lovely ladies. But they all they came in with dousing rods. And that was really one of my first experiences of dousing. And what they did was they started asking questions of the space. And basically, they followed through and went round to the back, the room at the back. And there was various mutterings and conversations and agreements and not with the dousing rods. And uh, Mary, her name was, the, 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 the wife of the builder lady, uh, who incidentally, they, they were doing this for nothing. It wasn't like I was paying them. So there was like no ulterior motive to this. This was, as it turns out, you know, what some people did. Um, so she announces, it's like, you've got, you've, got a, you've got a guardian energy here. You've got, a, you've got two dragon lines crossing, but you've got a guardian energy here. And it's her that's been trying to get your attention. Uh, and we're like... You know, me and my wife were like, okay, what, what? Yeah, what's, what's that? What, what's what's that? this? What is, what is this? You know, what is this? 
and and she and Mary, this lady, she said, um, okay, so uh, yeah, so so she's here. Look, you can you, look, look. Look, I'll show you where she is. And she and she moved in with the rods, and the rods crossed. And you know, you think, oh, okay, fine. And then there was a conversation that took place between Mary and uh, this this as as Entity, I was thinking. Right? Yeah, I was thinking of her as ghost, right? Mm -hmm. But as we later, her name actually was Jane. Did she live there before? Jane was, she, was the previous. Yeah, time? she. Okay. Yeah, okay. She she had she hadn't lived in that house. What she'd actually done is she'd she'd visited the house as a little girl. And actually, you'll love this, right? You'll love this because um, I'm just going to show you something, which is that um, she uh, told us through Mary um, that there was something, there was a way that we could kind of get a little bit of information and a little bit of verification that she wasn't just making it up. Uh, Jane wasn't just making it up. <laughs> we were in the room at the back of the house and... Uh, the dowsing rod that Mary was holding was pointing to a window ledge. And basically Jane was saying to Mary, if Tim digs in that windowsill, takes away some of the plaster work, he'll find something that will give you evidence that I am real, that I was here as a little child because I put something there when I was a little girl. And you probably can't see this ah. now, obviously. Okay. For those right, viewers, this, we can this see is, it, yeah. Yeah, so this is this is basically like a hazelnut, the shell of a hazelnut. Amazing. And that that was in this, this windowsill area, right, mm. in the mortar. It was in the mortar. And if you think about, you know, a builder doing a bit of a repair work. Of course. A bit of repair work. He is not going to want bits of crap like that course, in his mortar right but what jane was saying was oh, i put that there when i was a little girl well, let yeah. me jump in because i want to make sure we have a lot of ground to cover and this is a fascinating yeah. story so <laughs> you've made the connection that this was this person had been here so how did you start begin a communication and know that and what what was the purpose of this being this entity this person who passed over were they stuck between worlds within a bardo type area and how did you help them? And then how did this kind of trigger you to become uh, more involved in house healing? Because I want to get to what other people can look at in their houses and how you learned how to douse and all of that. Stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. So Jane simply wanted to be part of the family. That was this, the big statement from the first meeting with Mary. Jane just wants to be part of the family. Right. So off Mary goes, I'm fascinated by the fact that we've got this personality living in the house. So I started dousing. I I, this is why I learned to douse, was just talk to her. Because she wasn't stuck. She simply was a, um, at that stage, as she was, you know, if you think about it like introducing a new friend, but you've suddenly found this friend is living in the house. And it's like, oh, okay, so I've got to, I want to talk to you. I want to know more about you. Tell me about yourself. So... I learned to douse in order to actually ask her questions and get the dousing response. Because if you do that with, I've only got the one rod here, but you know, you'll, you can ask a, a being and I can ask you a question and you'll get a yes or no response. And the dousing rod will respond a yes and no as we talk through. So when you're talking to a non-incarnate entity, and we'll talk about the- And open-ended questions too. 
Yeah. Well, again, I mean, again, you see, this is the thing is that I was learning to use dowsing to do this, which really was to use it in a mediumistic capacity, not in the way that dowsing is actually formally taught. Because one is taught formally that dowsing gives you a yes or a no response. What I was doing was using it in the way that I'd seen Mary use it in a conversation and getting just a simple response from this. But what was happening was that I was hearing internally mm -hmm. the responses from Jane and getting an impression of what was going on. So I was effectively using the dowsing as a key to slightly shift my consciousness to a, a different kind of vibe in order to be able to so communicate with matching her. her. Matching her frequency, so to speak. <laughs> that kind of thing, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> and it has to be said that really she would have been doing all the work because I would have had no idea. So I was just allowing whatever natural sensitivity I had at the time to, to fluctuate to her, but she would have been working hard to keep that, that okay. conversation going. So over time, um, how did how did you can I can you communicate with her? And what was kind of the did you stay in that house? Is somebody is she somebody you stay in contact with? And this is she's part of your life and, uh, and impacts your work. And yeah, uh, so uh, basically, we lived in that house for 15 years. What happened as far as I was concerned, personally, was that it was the start of a, 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 a you know, a, a self-development progress that I'm still on, I'm still work in progress. I still want to work on myself. I still want to develop different ways of seeing the world and interacting with different energies of space and people and all the rest of it. So Jane had no desire or need to move on, to cross to the veil, because she'd already done that. She'd chosen to come back. She'd chosen to take on this role that she was, uh, you know, we were then sharing. So in the 15 years that we lived there, she was there most of the time and we would you know occasionally she would sort of summon us and what she the, the way that she to have a chat would be that we had an led clock on a cooker and she would make that change so she would change the time on the cooker it wasn't that it was like in a power car it was like she would change the time and it was like oh the oh we better go and talk to jane so we'd go and chat to have a chat to jane now you think well You've got the opportunity to talk to a disincarnate being, somebody that's been alive and has passed across the veil and, and has chosen to come back again. So what are you going to ask them? What are you going to talk to them about? Well, we, we talked to her about all sorts of different things. We talked to her about earth energy, about the nature of these dragon lines and ley lines and sacred spaces. This is what happened, was that it opened up the view on Oh, so the ancients knew about the power of earth energy and knew about the way that it can affect consciousness when you go into a sacred site. And I got given a book called The Sun and the Serpent, which was written by Hamish Miller and Paul Broadhurst, which is a story about dowsers, Paul, uh, Hamish Miller being a, a consummate dowser, um, and they rediscovered earth energy lines going across the, the south of England, right? Because I'd got this book by Hamish Miller, I uh, became fascinated by him as a dowser. He lived down in Cornwall, down in the end uh, there. And I um, basically went to see him um, and we became great friends. And I've made several video programs with him about the subtle realms and about earth energy. This is important because it ties us back to what I said at the beginning about when you start to douse, you can ask about the main earth energy power center in your home. 
And so when you start to look into earth energy, you see that this is absolutely integral to the way that we process information that is seemingly out here, this external world. Earth energy is crucial part of the mechanism of the way that we process and exist in this matrix, the quantum field of mm -hmm. existence, the quantum field of possibility. It is part of the carrying mechanism, part of the information carrying mechanism that enables us to experience it in different ways. So dowsing then is one of a multitude of methodologies we can use to tap into being able to work with that earth energy. Yes? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, question then. When you moved, what happened with Jane? <clears throat> right. There was a point while we were still living there where Jane said to me, I was sitting watching TV and she oiked up and said, um, I'm going to be going soon. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'll be leaving soon. And and then and then she disappeared. That was the end of that conversation. Because again, still at that stage, I was like, well, you know, quite often I would still be thinking, did I did, was that really did that really happen? Did she just come up and talk to me? So uh a week or so later, she, yes, indeed, she left, and there was another presence there in the house. I won't go into the details of that because that will take us off onto another uh, avenue. But basically, she went away for a while. This other presence uh, came and took the role of guardian energy, and that was a male presence. And then after a while, Jane came back, and the male energy went, right? Again, like I say, there's, there's a whole story behind this, but I'm not okay. going to go into it now. When we came to sell the house, we got to a stage where where we were going to have to sell the house, basically, because I had lost so much interest in the corporate world that I'd let my business slip. There's no other way of describing it. I was so uh, fascinated by the spiritual aspect um, that I, I basically was spending so much time doing that that I wasn't earning the living anymore. I wasn't earning the income that we needed. So I'd run up massive debts, blah, blah, blah. Um, wasn't in a very good space at the time. We had to, had to sell the house. It was not a good time of my life. And when we were moving out, um, my wife and I said, right, we're going to go and say goodbye to Jane. So we went into the back room and we had the final conversation with her where I was saying, okay, you know, I was really choked up about it. It was like, I'm, you know, we, we're going to have to go now. And uh, it's been brilliant and blah, 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 as you would say mm -hmm. to anybody that you loved, that you're just expressing it and how grateful, you know, we were. Um, and she just, Jane just went, yeah, okay, bye. And then just disappeared, like just, just vanished Amazing. into this sort of, just into this okay. distance. And I'm like, really? Really? That's, that's it? That's nothing? Nothing back? And so that was it. And I thought, well, fine, you know, that's that. We moved up north um, and probably six to eight weeks later I was meditating because that's part of my daily practice at that time. And I became aware of a familiar presence. And I said, Jane, is that you? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like... What are you doing here? I thought you were guardian of that house. Yeah, I was. Okay. So now you're here? Yeah. Okay. So it's like, oh, what do we do with this? What's what's going on? I don't I don't believe it, really, is kind of where I was. So to bring all this up to date, 
As I then developed into the house healing work and worked more with the the personalities of of spirit and, and other guides, Jane actually is now part of my house healing team, as mm-hmm. I call her. So I will very often ask Jane to go and be in a house that I'm working on because the work that we do actually can take quite some time. And if you've got a really disturbed house, then it's really useful that Jane can go in there and keep energies at a, at a level that is bearable for the people that are living there. So in other words, what I'm saying is that if people are being affected by subtle realm interference, then it, Jane can go in and, and, and help support and calm in that kind of guardian role. She's not actually the guardian of that mm-hmm. place. It's okay. just it's that sort of role. From my personal experience, and I think for some of the folks out there may have run into the same things, I have run three times into like negative entities that I had to kind of purge. One was I was uh, I lived in an apartment for many years and I used to feel a presence like sitting on the edge of the bed or whatever. And I found out that the person previous who lived in the a, a unit previous to me had died in the bathroom. And a friend of mine came in who didn't know this and she walked into the bathroom. She said, you have to sage this place to do something. So I started, and one day, one evening, I woke up and it was a big bright light in the hallway right outside the bathroom. I'm like, okay, I've got to do something. So I started telling it, go to the light. You know, you're not welcome here mm-hmm. anymore. You have to go to the light. Mm-hmm. You have to leave. Mm-hmm. You have to go to divine God's white light. So mm-hmm. that was one. And eventually, and I saged it all the time and I, I got, it, it went away. The second one was I was on uh, my honeymoon with my wife and we were in the Turks and Caicos and the, the pillow that I had was gave me horrible dreams and i asked my wife right. I said, check this out and she had the same same thing happen we told the housekeeper we need another pillow and that kind of went away it was so bizarre yeah that you couldn't even sleep with it yeah. and then a week ago i was visiting my uh my sister-in-law and my brother and i was in one of the kids room that's where i stayed And the first night i was starting to have terror i couldn't sleep i was having like nightmarish images and i got up and i reikied the room and then I ho-oponoed it, and it, eventually it settled down. But these energies seem to be negative energies can collect on things very, very briefly. And forgive me for the long answer. Just what can people do about this when it happens in their day-to-day lives? The first thing is don't get spooked by it. The, the fact that what you've just described, two of those three examples, is absolutely about picking up the detrimental aspect of the energy of from the thing so these are what we would call power objects because they're giving you a bad time basically don't get spooked by it um if you know you can either be do the practical thing which is just to get rid of the thing or but really what you what you want to be able to do is to understand that actually this is part of subtle energy management it's part of subtle energy hygiene it's just a way of realizing that where you are now where we all are now and increasingly this will be the case is that we are far more sensitive to the subtle energies and the subtle impacts that are around in our environment. And so we have to learn to work with them, which is we use our intent when we ask upstairs and we do it from the highest possible place and you ask it to be cleared. So with the pillow, you could have cleared it. You could have asked that to be cleared and taken away. So take away all the crap, take it all away to the light to be processed for the good of the universe and the future as appropriate under the laws of grace. Mm. That object then is cleared of the energy that was detrimentally affecting you. The lesson is stuff's changing. It's going to get weird and it's going to get weirder. So subtle energy management, subtle energy hygiene is the key. Where can people find out more about you? I know you've got a lot of great YouTube videos. Tell our audience where they can learn and see more of you, Tim. 
Certainly, the YouTube channel is is a is a great uh, great place to start. That's um, simply go to YouTube and uh, go, uh, you know put a search for Tim Walter W A L T E R Tim Walter Dowser Tim Walter House Healer. That will find me. Otherwise, you'll get a German football coach, and he won't be very helpful. <laughs> he won't really give you the answers you want. Uh, or www.knightsrose.com. So that's K N I G H T S. Got it. Rose, as in the flower. All right. Terrific job. Fascinating subject. We can go on and on. So I hope we can do it again. Thanks for being on Guys Guys Radio and educating me and our listeners all about how your experience has been with dowsing and some of the things we can look out for on our own. It's Guys Guy Radio. Okay. That was our conversation with Tim Walter, the house healer and dowsing expert and we shared a lot of uh, and exchanged a lot of information on tim's experiences some more of my experiences and uh just fascinating stuff i i know everybody out there you're not all going to start dowsing but if you have an interest in it i would recommend giving it a shot it's easy to find a, a if you want to use the chain with the pendulum on it you can just look on Amazon or whatever, or you can go to one of those new age type shops that sells crystals and stones and things like that and pick one up and then kind of sage it and clean the energy off of it and then start to work with it and be, develop some type of relationship. The bottom line is everything is from divinity. Whether you want to believe it or not, if spirit created us, created everything, then everything has some sense of divinity within it. So you can start to work with, if you, once you start to recognize the divinity in everything, you can start to work with it. And that's what you can do when you can use some of these tools like a pendulum or the rods or any, any type of energetic tools, if you will, that can be used to get information to help us live our best lives. And that's what we do here on Guys Guys Radio. We bring you guests that will help you live your best life. You're not going to vibe with every single bit of information from every guest but i assure you and as you know if you've been listening to the show and watching the show on youtube that we have lots of different guests who have lots of different information and as varied and different as our guests are many of them are saying the same things in a different way about how we can approach life the best way possible and that is goes back to what i was just saying about recognizing the divinity in everything because it's in us, therefore it has to be in everything. That means beyond trees and dogs and cats and things like that. That means in everything. And when I studied and became certified in a Hawaiian practice called Ho'oponopono, we learned to actually be able to communicate, if, if you will, with any type of object and get a vibe from what's going on with that object. Because if the object, if everything has divinity in it, spirit in it then we should be able to make a connection with it and it's a really great thing once you start doing that so i don't want to go off on a tangent here i think what we learned from tim is that any you know myself tim regular corporate guys we kind of got interested in this we went off in new directions and it's really impacted our lives in really positive ways and uh, tim's doing some terrific work and once again He's doing things his way. I do some of the dowsing my way. There's so many ways of working with energy 
to help live your best life. So Guys Guys Radio, we're here every Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. Pacific Time on KCAA Radio in Southern California. The show rebroadcasts every Sunday at 6 p.m. It's on 106.5 FM, 1050 AM. Wednesdays at 8 p.m., Sundays at 6 p.m. The podcast, YouTube, and Rumble post worldwide Thursdays. If you want to watch the interviews, it's just the interview portion of the show with my guests. Go to my YouTube channel. Just use my name, Robert Manny, M-A-N-N-I. If you go to Rumble, same thing. Bottom line is you can find your version of Guys Guys Radio and Guys Guys TV content wherever you consume your content. And I would ask you if you enjoy the content I offer you each and every week, as well as the guests I bring you each and every week, if you'd be kind enough to subscribe to my YouTube channel, subscribe to Rumble, subscribe to the podcast, however you consume the show, please subscribe. It makes a big difference. You can also catch me on my website, robertmanny, M-A-N-N-I, I've got over 300 blog posts, in-depth blog posts about life, love, the pursuit of happiness, a lot of the topics that we cover on the show, on uh, the Guys Guys Radio Show, as well as you can download three free chapters of my novel, The Guys Guys Guide to Love, which is really the source material, everything Guys Guide. We started out, it was all about relationships, all about men, the brand, if you will, has kind of grown and expanded organically. And we, we feature lots of different guests from lots of different areas of life. And they're all thought leaders and they're all to get in the door of the Guys Guys Radio Studio, if you will. They've got to be able to bring some information for you folks out there because that's what I'm here for, to share information that may help you live your best life or improve the life if you're living a great life right now. That's fantastic. But we're under so much stress right now. There's so much going on that... I think it's really important to keep our minds open and stay aware and really be open to new ideas and new solutions and new ways of thinking about stuff because if we just keep reacting to the stuff that the media throws at us, it's really depressing. So hang in there with me on Guys Guys Radio. We're, we're here every week for you. We're up to, we're approaching 550 shows and I've interviewed over 650 people. And you know what? I think the future after we get through maybe another year of this anxiety that Things are going to start to turn in the in the right direction. So, guys, guys, radio. I'm going to be back next week with another great pair of guests next week, and I hope you'll tune in. And until then, I want to thank my guests, all the guests I've interviewed over the past few years. I want to thank my terrific producer Chris, and most of all, I want to thank you, my audience, who's growing with me and is being able to. Uh, benefit from some of the information that we bring you each and every week to the show. So Guys Guys Radio, I'll see you next week. Until then, as I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first. Finish first.